hello and welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls, all while singing. I'm Kyla. <laughs> and I'm the love boat. The literal love boat? Yes, that's who we're talking about today. I am a boat. And my mm. name is Love. Is this a um, metaphorical, uh, just a symbol of who you are? or I am all the metaphors, and I am the love boat. <laughs> and I'm Julie, your cruise director. Yes! Which is totally another pop culture reference when Lorelai and Suki are throwing the Lord of the Rings birthday party. And she introduces herself to the kiddos. Redmond, Riley, nice to meet you. I'm Julie, your cruise director. I'm here to help you with your costumes. I want to be Legolas. I want to be Gimli. I want to be Gimli, too. Okay, two Gimli's coming up. Lorelai, my hood is loose. Her name is Julie, stupid. We weren't even going to talk about that clip today, but boy, is it relevant, because I kind of think we need a Julie, the cruise director, to tell us when we miss those things. <laughs> she would be good at that. She would have her little clipboard or something. Write yeah, it down. she's got a clipboard at all times. Yeah. Except when she's kissing. <laughs> and getting engaged. Ooh. And married and... Can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. Because we're all the way, we're cruise, we've are cruise. we cruised through season three of Gilmore Girls. We are at the finale. <laughs> finale. Ooh, is that Italian? I love it. Oh, I believe so. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Throw it in the garbage. Season three. Done. Over. We're moving on to the college years. Saved by the Bell, the college years has nothing on Gilmore Girls, the college years. Say sayonara to the high school days of plaid and hello to college, well, more newspaper life. Lots of sweaters. Yes. And lots of, well, lots of romance, but... Not that many boys, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of romance in the high seas. Because <laughs> we are always speaking of romance in the high seas. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about this episode of Gilmore Girls? I think we should, because we got to learn about a line that was also used in a recent Marvel movie. Not so recent. Those are strings, Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Not so recent, but... Yes, a Marvel movie. (laughs) Although in the grand scheme of the universe, very recent. True, true. Yes. The episode of Gilmore Girls we are talking about today is episode 322, the season three finale, Those Are Strings, Pinocchio, which aired May 20th, 2003. Great graduation time and in the scheme of the universe, very recent. (laughs) So once again, we've got a nice little short summary and a long storyline, courtesy of IMDb. Summary, Roy graduates from Chilton, and the girls look forward to traveling in Europe, Yale, and opening the new inn. Good cool, summary. a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Storyline, I don't know why they've got the differentiation, but they do. As graduation day approaches, Rory learns her financial aid was rejected, so she turns to her grandparents for help despite the strings attached. Mmm, <laughs> ties into the title nicely. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. This means Lorelai can use the rest of the money to buy the Dragonfly Inn. Rory gets a call from Jess, in parentheses, she thinks. <laughs> and Luke has second thoughts about Nicole when Lorelai opens up to Luke. 
Yeah, that, man, what a tearjerker. I watched this episode once, mm. like, on my lunch break at work, and I'm just, like, sitting there in my office crying. <laughs> During Rory's speech? Yeah. So good. Yeah, not a not a good episode to watch if you are going <laughs> to be interacting with your coworkers soon after. Well, can I tell you something fun about this episode? Uh-huh. Besides the fact that it's a really great episode? <laughs> You know that scene where they are making a video yearbook kind of memorial memory thing? The student that is driving Paris crazy because she will not keep going and move on so Paris can record hers is actually Liza Wiles' sister, Samantha Wiles. Oh, So it's the actress who plays Paris' sister. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice little cameo there from the family. Love those moments. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that in the Lord of the Rings, how they have some of the kids from the director and and the actors, and those are sweet moments, I think, because mm-hmm. they're real. I know, I'm a fan. Well, should we talk about this reference a little bit? <gasps> yes, I think so. Because in the last storyline mentioned about Luke and Lorelai, they are having some conversations about Nicole and Luke's summer plans. I'm closing down the diner for a couple of weeks and taking Nicole on a little trip. Fun. We're driving through Western Canada and then taking a cruise up to Alaska. A cruise? Intimate. I guess. Is it? The love pose. What? A cruise is a good spot to get down on one knee. And do my ventriloquist act? And propose. I have no plans to propose. You don't now, but after you've had dinner at Captain Steubing's table and Isaac served you up a couple of mojitos. Romantic cruises say commitment, my friend. I am not committing and I am not proposing, so drop it. Okay, it's dropped. Really drop it. Did I not just say it's dropped? I heard it with my own ears. Thank you. If you get a radio in here, I wouldn't have to do that. So, uh, Taylor, have you had you ever heard the song The Love Boat? Well, I knew of the TV show, but I'd never watched it. And okay. that's basically what I knew about it. <laughs> that it existed in this, this universe. This is a thing in the universe, in the grand scheme of the universe that happened recently, but was kind of not so recent to me because it was before I was born. At least I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Turned out I was right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I knew it existed. I thought it was something else. There was, like, another show that my mom had told me about when I was younger. Um, it was called, like, maybe Love Island, or that's also a new show. But Fantasy was... Island is a thing. Oh, okay. So it was something where the show always started with, like, a boat flying in. Or a, a, a boat flying in. <laughs> 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 Woo! A plane flying in. Like, I think it was called Love Island. I'll okay. have to fact check that later, but i that's what I thought it was, mm-hmm. that show. But it is not. Mm-hmm. It is something different. It is not the flying boat show or the <laughs> flying nun. No, none of the flying things. Only sailing on the open seas. Mm-hmm. The Love Boat was a TV show that ran from 1977 to 87, It was nominated for five Emmys, but the real thing you need to know about this show is they had some famous guest stars. We'll get to the (gasps) full-time cast eventually, Uh but let me just read off to you all these people who wanted to be on this show and guest starred on this show, including many with connections to things we've already discussed. Oh, I'm shocked. I know. Big surprise. (laughs) 
We've got Andy Griffith and Don Knotts and Jim Neighbors from The Andy Griffith Show. Aaron Moran and Marion Ross and Tom Bosley from Happy Days. Also, <laughs> Marion Ross, of course, from Gilmore Girls. Zsa Zsa Gabor, Charo, whom wow. we talked about, yes. I will talk about her more. Carol Channing, Ted Knight and Nancy Walker and Valerie Harper from The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Ethel wow. Merman. Vicki Lawrence and Harvey Corman and Lyle Wagner from The Carol Burnett Show. Betty White, Debbie Allen and Janet Jackson from Fame, Donna Reed and <laughs> Shelley Fabers from Donna Reed Show, Debbie Reynolds, Ginger Rogers, who we just talked about, wow. Kathy Bates, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Hanks, Olivia de Havilland, <laughs> yes, Gene Kelly. I mean, I'm skipping over some of these now as we're talking about it because I realize how crazy it is that I just keep talking. <laughs> and I have a real question for you. All is right. this going to be the new Murder, She Wrote? Um, yeah, well, I'm waiting to hear about all the Murder, She Wrote stars. Well, guess what? Angela Lansbury was never on the show. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I checked. I don't know how it's possible that they missed Angela Lansbury when they had Vincent Price and Andy Warhol and Hulk Hogan. But somehow they did not have her. How? Now, see, I asked my mom about this show, and we'll get into more of what she said, because I just, I was like, I wanted some background info. I was like, what was this show about back in your day? And first of all, the first thing that she did when I said, hey, tell me about the love boat, was she said, the love boat. <laughs> so, like, that's clearly what comes, that's top of mind. Mm-hmm. Life's sweetest But then the second thing was so many guest stars. And she said that there were probably some from Murder, She Wrote. But apparently not Angela Lansbury herself. No. But did she mention Joan Rivers or Courtney Cox? She didn't mention any specifics. Uh, But she was like, as a a call out to us always finding people from Murder, She Wrote, Mm. she mentioned that. Good call. (laughs) Yeah. So this, and the reason why there are so many guest stars was because this show had a new set of characters and stories every episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's usually three plot lines. Yeah. There's a princess cruise line boat that our five main characters are uh, in charge of. We've got our captain, played by Gavin McLeod. We've got the wise one. (laughs) Yes. And also a little cranky sometimes. (laughs) We've got Bernie Koppel playing your doc, Adam Bricker. Ted Lange playing your bartender, Isaac. Fred Grandy playing in a title that I don't fully understand. He's the ship's purser, Yaoman. What? Which is what I saw in the opening credits and I was like, I don't understand. My mom Googled it and told me and I still didn't understand. He's playing a guy (laughs) named Gopher. (laughs) <laughs> and Lauren Tweez playing your cruise director, Julie. Huh. And, of course, there are other people who come along later in the series. There's Jill Whalen, who plays Vicky, Gavin McLeod's, a.k.a. the captain's daughter. Hmm. And a few other people who become more semi-regular. Yeah. But, yeah, new stories every episode. Different characters from the main cast would be involved in certain storylines and so you'd see them react to it so you get to see their lives progress too 
mm-hmm. but it was mostly these individual stories every week. Yep. Which was unique for the time. Yeah. So The Love Boat wasn't really like many other TV shows on air at the time. And actually, as I was watching it, I was going, is this a comedy or a drama? (laughs) Because there's a laugh track, but it's an hour long, which is a pretty unusual combination. I, I honestly don't know that I've ever watched a show that has had a laugh track that's an hour long before. Usually it's like the 20 to 30 minute sitcoms. Yeah. They had multiple vignettes every week. They were following comedic and romantic misadventures. (laughs) And they all had separate storylines with different writers that would go in and out throughout the episode. So they did Mm -hmm. relate to each other. There was usually some way that they would tie in at some point. But it they were written by different writers. And it wasn't a typical sitcom. It wasn't a sketch comedy. And... It was modeled after a show called Love American Style, but it did not fit quite that same format. Hmm. And it was aimed at a little bit of an older audience, but it debuted at number 14 on the Nielsen charts, and it was super popular all the way through, even though the New York Times said it was dreadful porridge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not all shows are meant to be creme brulees. (laughs) It is true. The critics basically hated the show because it was corny, (laughs) it was silly, but it ended up being a huge hit. It had 250 episodes. Wow. And like we said, a bunch of famous people wanted to be on it, and it was a hit. Just a few years ago, the cast of The Love Boat reunited on the Today Show for their 40th anniversary. So this was 2017. And this is what they had to say about the show. But there was there was nothing like it on the air. I yeah. mean, it was it was romance, and then television was mostly cop shows and sitcoms. Right. And so this was obviously filling some kind of a need that only Aaron Spelling really understood. And we had three different kinds of stories. Aaron told me that when we first had our meeting. We had a sophisticated comedy, we had a broad, funny one, and we had a poignant one. And that poignant one made the difference between Love American style and The Boat than us. And I'm, that, that's what really worked for people. They, had, they were touched. Oh, that's really interesting how he explains it. So, because uh, I was saying, yeah, there are three, always three storylines, and one is just like make you laugh, mm-hmm. and then the one really is saying something. And the what was the other one? Uh, sophisticated, hmm. funny story. It was like a sophisticated comedy, a broad funny one, and then a poignant one. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, kind of different, three different levels of complexity. Right, so you're getting something different each time and you're not feeling like overly heavy or just like all these, you know, Three Stooges Mm -hmm. laughs. Huh, cool. What were some of the stories in the episode you watched, Kyla? Well, I watched season two, episode four, because that seemed like a good one. (laughs) (laughs) And you know it has three storylines because there are always three titles. The Man Who Loved Woman, A Different Girl, Oh My Aching Brother. Mm-hmm. So definitely the man who loved woman is the sophisticated funny. The A Different Girl was the poignant one. Mm. And then Oh My Aching Brother was the broad funny one. <laughs> Goofy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in this one, one man falls in love with three passengers and he doesn't what? know that they're all traveling together. Oh no. How is he Uh-oh. ever going to get out of that one? Well... I'm going to say woman from the 1970s 
maybe are a little more forgiving than women nowadays, <laughs> or at least the writing <laughs> on the show they were. They ended it thanking him, telling him they had a great time, and they each give him a kiss on the mouth and tell him that they love him. So... So what happens when they get off the boat? That, well, they just say bye, and then they oh, all get off the boat, yeah. I thought you were saying that they were all like, sure, we'll just do this group relationship. <laughs> no, no, it was a goodbye kiss. Got it. Goodbye, I love you. Mm-hmm. So that was that was surprising. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he touched them each in a different way, emotionally, not... Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. One woman was getting over her husband who had died a while ago so she's like now it can move forward and so you know good for them turned out okay um and then in another one a two brothers decide to fake an injury so the one brother falls and pretends that he gets super injured can't walk is in a wheelchair the rest of the crew's but then he falls in love with someone and that causes him to help her when she falls down and so of course it shows that his back is not broken so no insurance money for them Mm -hmm. and then a couple had been separated for two years because the man was um he was overseas in the military and she had been with someone while he was gone and he of course as another guy asked him well didn't you ever didn't you ever reach out to anyone he said well of course i did wasn't that the same thing? No, it's different. <laughs> so, but they make up and mm-hmm. yeah. Got it. So that was the episode I watched. Mm-hmm. But definitely the three storylines fit what, yes. what the cast member was saying. What about yours? What'd you watch? Well, shout out to my local public library. They had season one of The Love Boat on DVD. So I watched nice. a couple episodes from the first season. And probably the episode that is the best example of all those storylines is episode 110, Dear Beverly slash The Strike slash Special Delivery. And in this episode, we have the broad comedy being that the chef and the captain are in a tiff. They just keep finding things to disagree about. The chef doesn't like that the captain puts ketchup on his gourmet meals. (laughs) And the captain Uh... gets mad when the chef won't make a chocolate souffle for a celebrity guest. Anyway, Uh... so the chef goes on strike and our main cast have to try and cook dinner for the whole boat. (laughs) And, of course, it does not go well, so they have to make up. Our uh, sophisticated it. comedy is that the celebrity guest is a, a fictional advice columnist, a.k.a. Dear Beverly, and she and her husband are on this vacation, and she's basically ignoring him because she's got throngs of fans and giving people advice, and she's trying to do write her column and do work and work on a book, and he kind of gets distracted uh, by another lady on the boat, mm. which resolves once again very quickly and he never actually apologizes for kissing another woman okay okay. yeah but i guess it's all okay because they've resolved it anyway we're just gonna cruise on by that one (laughs) and then the poignant storyline is that 
there is a separated couple on this cruise boat, but they don't know the other is there. And they're both regretting that they gave up on this marriage and that they're going through divorce. And they both think it's too late to try and reconcile. But lo and behold, they run into each other just as she's going into labor and he didn't know she was pregnant. Oh my. Ah! So yes. So Doc gives birth to the baby, only the second baby he's ever delivered, he says. (laughs) And they reunite and all is good. Wow. Mm-hmm. Coincidences. One, yes. And one bonus storyline for you. This was in another episode, but we got to mention it. Charo makes a special guest appearance as a coochie, stowaway. Coochie, coochie. <laughs> She's a stowaway in a laundry hamper. And okay. she does not want to go back to Mexico. They resolve the issue by offering her a job as an entertainer. Because, nice. of course, she brought her guitar with her. <laughs> yeah, she did. What you've done is against the law. I really seek. <laughs> Capitan, please don't punish me. Oh, don't make me walk the plank. Oh, I'm so allergic to, to sharks. It makes me break out in tooth marks. <laughs> we'll have to put you ashore at the next stop. Hoppy! Yippee! I like to live in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything live in America. Suck it to me! America! Oh, that's hilarious. Go, Charo. So, did you know that the love boat was based off of some true stories? No. Interesting. Tell me more. The show was based on a book titled Love Boats, plural, whoa, I know, can you imagine more than one? <laughs> They're all, I just imagine them all cruising along and like heart <laughs> fireworks popping up in between them, big <laughs> rainbow above. Love it. <laughs> it was written by Geraldine Saunders, who was the first female to become a cruise director for Princess Cruises, hmm. and she wrote a tell-all book telling all sorts of stories from her decade-long career as a cruise director and all of the fun run-ins she had with passengers, the crew, and exotic destinations. And ABC decided they would test the waters, so to speak, (laughs) with whether this story had any sea legs. Oh, my God. (laughs) They made three made-for-TV movies, The Love Boat in 1976, the Love Boat 2 in 77, and The New Love Boat, also in 77. Wow. show debuted later that year. And basically, they saw what they wanted to see, and they were like, all right, let's make this a sitcom. And elsewhere in that Today Show interview, Gavin McLeod said, oh, I knew this was going to run at least seven seasons. It went on to run ten. And they did have a few follow-up TV movies. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. It was based off of some true stories, but I have a feeling they took some liberties. Uh, that's awesome. So, wow, did Princess Cruz underwrite the show? Because oh. it seems like it was probably really good marketing. Oh, totally on board and actually... Totally on board? <laughs> you're You're on a roll. <laughs> you know what they say. No, I don't know what they say. 
Uh, thank you. <laughs> but actually, many of the cast members went on to be spokespeople for Princess Cruises, which they go on to talk about in that same Today Show interview. <laughs> so they're totally on board with it, too. Because actually, my mom, another thing she said was that watching that show, because she watched it every week. So she was a, she was definitely a fan. But she said that was the first that she had really heard of Cruises. Oh, like that that's was interesting. Yeah, she didn't really know about them much at all. And so this kind of, this gave her insight to it. So it worked. Now, granted, my mom has never been on a cruise. So it's not like it caused her to go on a cruise, but she was also a little too young to be booking her own cruise. Except on mm-hmm. a little bit, a scene that I watched from the show, there was a little boy who had a letter written by his mom, maybe, that said that he was old enough to cruise by himself. Oh. And so a couple of the staffers were had to deal with him, this little 11-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, and many scenes were actually filmed on princess boats, including the Pacific Princess and its sister ship, Island Princess. Ooh. So a majority of scenes, yes, were filmed on a <laughs> sta- soundstage, but they actually did film on boats and many episodes were filmed during actual cruises on those boats so they mm. used real passengers as extras wow that's fun mm-hmm. and they really did go to some of those really cool places and the girl who played the captain's daughter jill whalen said that she was doing schoolwork of course because she was still a child and legally mm-hmm. she needs to do school <laughs> but she was learning about the great wall of china while sitting on the great wall of china So she got to do some really cool things and see cool parts of the world she otherwise wouldn't as being part of the show. That's a good anecdote for cocktail parties. And the Today Show. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) If it's good enough for the Today Show, it's good enough for a party. Mm, We love those anecdotes and fun facts. Uh You mentioned that your mom was really into the show. I asked my mom if she had watched it, and she was like, oh, yeah, Saturday nights, man. (laughs) And she was right. I looked it up. It was Saturday nights. And she said she would watch it back-to-back with Fantasy Island. Uh. And that is, in fact, the pairing of shows they had on Saturday nights. And apparently they had been put in this time slot that they thought was a graveyard time slot, and then they made it a must-watch night for TV. Huh. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, my mom said she watched it every week, and she loved tuning in to find out who these guests were going to be. She wanted to know who the stars were going to be that week. Yeah. So that was, like, a big reason for it, which is kind of interesting because it's not like you're – I mean, you are following a lot of the same people, but, like, you have a set staff who are always mm-hmm. there, so you their lives progress. But I kind of thought, I don't know, would you really watch every week a show that doesn't have a lot of the same people, like whose storylines you're really into? But my my mom called it like just a fun show. Like it was, it was just one that you sat and you had a good time. Well, and it sounds like some of these were pretty gimmicky stunt casting mm-hmm. items that they were really trying to get you to pay attention. They had a crossover episode with Charlie's Angels where... The two shows kind of collaborated on a storyline. And there was also an episode where the two parents from the Brady Bunch, they were both in the same episode. And their characters didn't real they were different storylines. But uh-huh. apparently they had them walk by each other on the boat and kind of give each other a look like, <laughs> I know you. Oh, that's funny. 
So it sounds like they found fun ways to just get creative with their guest stars, too. Okay, I like that. My mom also said that she wanted to be like Julie. She called her Miss Sunshine, happy, positive. Mm. But she knew her name right away, Julie. Cruise director Julie, big fan. Yeah, yep. She called the doctor the womanizer, captain the wise one, bartender was always fun. Mm -hmm. And also she said that it was basically family friendly, which surprises me for how much cheating there seemed to be or talks (laughs) about infidelity. Yeah, same here. I actually, the first episode I watched was the pilot post movie, the TV pilot. And I was thinking, oh, this is a little more... A little less family friendly than I would have expected. But granted, maybe that's because we've watched so many shows like the Donna Reed show where, yeah. you know, they're sleeping in separate beds and that kind of thing. <laughs> but in the pilot, there's a storyline where a girl is frustrated that her boyfriend won't marry her and is embarrassed that they're living together and like, because, you know, it's a little taboo at the time. Mm-hmm. And so the whole episode, she's saying, I want him to propose. But then in the end of the episode, the resolution is that she's like, yeah, let's just keep living together. Which hmm. is not what I would have expected, maybe, for the time period. But yeah. maybe I just lump a lot of older TV shows together in my head and it's not fair to that. <laughs> I guess, I mean, 50s TV shows were is where I think of, you know, Donna Reed and that kind of image, Leave it to Beaver. So maybe 70s, they, I don't know, start getting, just leaving their wholesome (laughs) values behind. I mean, the Doc and Charo were definitely hooking up in his medical office. (laughs) Now, that seems like more of a violation of medical standards than anything else. (laughs) So, so Lorelai, she talks about, well, she thinks that Luke is maybe going to get engaged, which, spoiler alert, he gets more than engaged. He gets married on the love boat (laughs) to Nicole. And um, so I just wanted to see, like, how many proposals and weddings were on this show. Oh, on Gilmore Girls? No, on the love boat. Oh, oh my gosh. This has to be exponential. You know? Not as exponential as you might think because a lot of times – so I kind of did it by, like, searching through searching through the episode descriptions, words like mm-hmm. proposal, engagement, wedding, blah, blah, that kind of thing. And a lot of it was that already engaged couples or already married couples were on mm. the show having their drama. So there weren't as many proposals and weddings okay, um, because of that. So – But there were many. So, let's first start with proposals, shall we? Let's. On season four, episode seven, the horse lover, secretary to the stars, Julie's decision, go for an Isaac, buy a horse, the village people ride again, five storylines. Whoa. One of those, a wealthy racer, falls for Julie and proposes to her. Ooh. Julie's name is going to come up a lot right now. (laughs) I feel like Julie's going to have to say no because she's got to stay on that boat. Yeah, unless they made their home on a cruise boat, but that doesn't (laughs) sound like a way to live. I don't know. Maybe for some people. 
Season 5, Episode 19, Return of the Captain's Lady, Love Ain't Illegal, The Irresistible Man. The captain commemorates his 10th year with the cruise line and proposes to an old flame. Was it Julie? I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't think so. But probably. No, it was it was Julie. Definitely Julie. <laughs> Definitely your cruise director, Julie. Uh-huh. Season 6, Episode 8, Sabrina contemplates Doc's marriage proposal because apparently he proposed in the previous episode found out that this woman sabrina was pregnant so he wanted to be a father for her child even though he was not the father Uh oh and also another guy gregory proposes marriage to julie so that's two proposals for julie man i gotta be a cruise director (laughs) in season eight episode 27 call me grandma slash a gentleman of discretion the perfect divorce letting go caribbean cruise part two curtis proposes to vicky whoever they are (laughs) on to weddings all right. I'm going to skip the one in season two and come back to that. But Ooh. in season three, episodes one and two, because it's a part one, part two, Carol Ooh. and Doug's story, Peter and Alicia's story, Julie's story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Buddy and Portia's story. A wedding cruise takes place up the Alaska and British Columbia coastline. Julie is making a decision about accepting Jack's proposal from season two, episode 14, Julie Falls Hard. And the grandfather of the bride and the aunt of the groom on this uh, wedding that's taking place on the cruise fall in love and do get married also. Oh, my goodness. So, apparently, Julie got proposed to in season four, episode 14. And also in season two, episode 14, a double wedding happens for identical twins. Hello, twin wedding on Gilmore Girls at the Dragonfly Inn. Or actually, not the Dragonfly, but the... Independence Inn. I know exactly what you're talking about. Boom. Is this where Kirk delivers swans? Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Man. So, twin wedding, man. Not not surprising that it happened on the love boat, but, uh, yeah, it happened in Gilmore Girls, too. woo Oh, my goodness. And apparently, yeah, Julie also got proposed to in that <laughs> episode. So, that's three proposals for Julie? Well, and she did have a short fling with the single guy, or the separated guy I discussed in an episode. Oh. I'm sure. Apparently they were old friends and <laughs> they started to, uh, you know, see if this could go anywhere. And then he was like, sorry, I'm just hung up on my wife. And good cruise director Julie said, let's figure this out and get you back together with your wife. <laughs> Bye-bye. So now on to season four, episodes two and three, another two-parter. Man. I feel like they had a lot of those. The pinnacle of the voyage is a beautiful mass wedding, so a bunch of people get married. Because why not? You're on a boat, right? There's the captain. There you go. And then finally, season nine, episode 10, father of the bride, the best man, members of the wedding, glove is in oh. the air with the wedding on board, and uh, a guy is attracted by the bride that ran away, and the groom is getting closer to her sister. I messy i don't even know if the wedding actually happened it seems like probably not sounds like a partner switcheroo is in the works yep yep so there's there's lots of proposals in particularly in particular to julie because she i mean she's She's adorable right yeah she's sweet so helpful and she's so organized with that clipboard yes man i used to love a good clipboard when i was a kid Man, I, I gotta start walking worst. around with a clipboard. You look legit. <laughs> <laughs> so those, my friends, are all 
the proposals and weddings that I found in this show. So they definitely happened. Lorelai was not off base by thinking that Luke could get engaged and apparently even married mm-hmm. on a cruise. Because if it happened on the love boat, why not happen on the regular boats? <laughs> and what does it say that Luke is oblivious to this fact when they have this conversation? That he, that did he not doesn't watch the love boat? Well, I definitely believe that he didn't watch The Love Boat. (laughs) That doesn't seem impossible to me. But it seems like he's confused about the fact that going on a cruise with someone is a pretty big... Not that you have to get married or engaged on a cruise, but it's not unheard of. And also, you are spending very close quarters with someone nonstop for at least a week. Yeah. That is a big commitment if you are not serious about someone. Yeah, I mean, a vacation at all. Yeah. But especially a cruise where there's no escape. Like, you can't leave. If something bad happens, you have a big fight, you can't leave. You're still together. And you only have one room where you can stay. Like, it's always super tiny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, personal anecdote, I went (laughs) on vacation with an ex-boyfriend, and, um, it's, like, I didn't think at the time that it was a big deal, right? It was vacation with him and his family, but, like, his whole family, and apparently they didn't go on a lot of vacations together. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it was, um, I thought we were going to break up before the vacation was over. It was uh, rough. And uh, we did soon after within that same summer. But (laughs) Because of the vacation? Oh, I think that certainly brought to light how completely incompatible we were. So (laughs) it was bad. But, you know, what a way to fast track and figure that out. But, yeah, close. I mean, just together all the time. Family was an added thing. But... Yeah, just vacation. Just think that through, everyone. Just make sure you're ready (laughs) for Mm -hmm. vacation. Especially if it's with potential future in-laws. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Luke, a little oblivious. Not too experienced in relationships. Didn't go Mm -hmm. on a lot of vacations, though, too. Yeah. Maybe that was why. And I think this is a general rule that... Lorelai is generally more emotionally aware than Luke. (laughs) Yes. Especially, I think that she is much more attuned to what other people are feeling. Yeah. And that probably Nicole did consider this as a serious step forward with her and Luke. Yeah. And Luke didn't realize that. He's not the best at guessing other people's thoughts and feelings. No. No, that's that's not a strength. Mm-mm. He definitely cares. You don't have to worry about that. But he's yeah. not the most emotionally intuitive. He'll buy you a kitty toiletry set. Oh my but gosh. it's not what you really want, but he's he's there for you. Thank goodness <laughs> his cruise director Julie is there to save April's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kyla so taylor that's our love boat 
That's our love boat. Yeah, we got that. My mom could still sing along with the theme song. Love it. It's a catchy one. Yeah, it. You know, it's it's more. Just that intro, though, that's catchy. Like, I totally get why Lorelai started singing that immediately. The rest of it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The beginning, definitely. Yeah. So what would you guys think? Have you ever been on a cruise? Maybe a love cruise? Ever had? A, do you have any interesting romantic stories about a cruise? I would love to hear it. I'm going on my first cruise in December, so Ooh. tell me everything. I went on a cruise. But I was in fifth grade, so I did not have romance. What However, you could have. Well, I don't know if that's exactly what you wish for a 10-year-old, but I didn't. Yeah. However, I did watch my Big Fat Greek Wedding for the first time in a theater on that cruise. And that is one of my favorite rom-coms to this day. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I really strongly dislike that movie. Really? Yes. What's to dislike about my Big Fat Greek Wedding? I just... Does it bring back (sighs) memories of a terrible vacation with a boyfriend's big family? (laughs) No, I watched it long before that. I don't know. I just have, like, bad feelings associated with it. Mm, We're going to have to unpack that sometime. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But until then, guys, you can follow us on, on Twitter at So It's a Show... Subscribe to our tiny letter. Find us on Tumblr. Links are in the show description. We're we're there for you, and we're just cruising along in life with you. And we hope and you with Julie and with Julie, always with Julie. Yeah. All right. Throw confetti. This love boat's taking off again. 